everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, we're really excited to welcome Benjamin Paris, an alumnus from Lyceum Alpinum Zuwads. Welcome to the podcast, Ben. Hi, happy to be here. Ben, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, of course. Uh, well, as you said, my name is Benjamin Perez Burillo. I am from Mexico, Mexico City. I was born in the United States. I've lived in Mexico all my life, except for the last three years where I went to a Swiss boarding school. Ben, take us back to your very first minutes in Switzerland. What were your first impressions of the country? Uh, of the country as a whole, I remember going uh, quite often, as, ever since I was a kid, um, for traveling purposes, because honestly, it is a beautiful country. Landscapes are amazing. When you get to the metropolitan and urban cities, they can also be great. They offer everything that uh, Western Europe offers. And honestly, it's just a nice ambiance to be around. People are nice and it's a safe country. So that's also a very big plus. And, and, and very different from our home countries, right? Oh, definitely. But yeah, it's great. It's great. Ben, how did you find Zuads? Did you Google it? Did you know anyone who was already there? How did you come across it? Um, actually, uh, because we traveled to Switzerland so much, we actually, uh, me and my family and I, we got some friends uh, from Switzerland. And we heard that uh, Swiss boarding schools were great in general. So we asked a few of them to recommend the best ones. And Itseum came up and I actually ended up having an interview with a very, with an ex-student who went there like 20 years ago. I asked them about a school. We had a, a coffee together and that's how I found out about Suots. But no, I, I've never heard about Suots. It's a very small town and I come from the complete opposite. So yeah, that's how I found out. Had you done any summer camp or anything at the school prior to enrolling for a full academic year? To be honest, I didn't even know those were an option until I got there. No, I, I didn't. I didn't do anything with the school before I got there besides the admissions exams. Uh-huh. Uh, ben, you're the first podcast guest who is just about to, to graduate, like fresh out of school. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you're someone who can share very current information, which is really helpful for students who are considering applying as we speak. How was your experience living and studying in Switzerland during a global pandemic? Do you feel you got robbed of any opportunities or was it still an incredible experience? No, it was definitely an incredible experience. I mean, the past year has been amazing um, in the grand scheme of things, obviously, like, yes, restrictions and everything hit very hard, especially at the beginning when there was lockdown and I, everyone had to go home for a few months. But Ever since we got back to school from that, there hasn't been a school day that I haven't had like live classes in. So no, I didn't actually do, I don't feel like I lost anything, especially not academically uh, uh, in this past year. Cause I, we had uh, president, like we had classes and um, yeah, no, nothing, everything was fine. The only issue was the social aspect maybe because of all the restrictions, but even then, I like it's not that restricting if you just follow the rules of the the way they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You uh, you give and you take. They you you 
they take and sometimes they give. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Was the school operating as a bubble uh, as far, meaning, you know, that everyone within the school could interact with each other pretty freely and engage in, you know, sports activities or excursions and all sorts of things? Is that how it worked? Um, it depends on what time. At the beginning of the uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, the school was a bubble, but it was divided into there was a closed off section for students who wanted no contact with the outside world or their parents wanted no contact. And so certain parts of the school that would usually be like accessible to everyone weren't. But uh, after that phase, yeah, everything was pretty much back to normal. Um, we kept the social distancing and everything, but no, the school was free to anyone who was, who meant who like needed to be in the school or was allowed to be on the school. Like mm -hmm. obviously, People who have no business being there, I mean, with pandemic or without pandemic, can't just barge in. But, uh, but restrictions with sports and stuff, uh, it really depended on what the Canton uh, rules were at the time. We had the, uh, very, we were very fortunate to have very uh, a very active Canton that would communicate with us whatever, with whatever questions we had regarding the, the restrictions and whatnot, especially in sports. So we could ask them what types of sports we could play with how many people. So we got, we were able to have a lot of those questions uh, answered uh, fairly quickly. So we were able to figure out what we wanted to do in terms of sports, as you said, mm -hmm. um, and going out and stuff. I mean, at the beginning, there were some restrictions and uh, like we couldn't, at first we couldn't leave the Engadine and then you could only leave if you had like a very major appointment or something. But as COVID started, uh, not necessarily slowing down, but as people started realizing more and more about this, how the situation was developing, uh, restrictions with leaving uh, settled down and the precautions for when someone came back were taken, whether that was quarantine or a COVID test or whatever the case might have been. You, you managed to stay pretty active, right? Yeah, definitely. We were super free. A lot of people actually took initiative in creating social like not gatherings but like so that people wouldn't get bored per se because sometimes it felt like we might have been restricted or that we were too confined in mm -hmm. exactly confined exactly but the reality is that with what we did a lot with what we had available to us so it was great no we were i, I have no complaints that's awesome that's good to hear ben you ended up yeah. staying at suats for a total of three years right Yes. Was that the original plan when you went? Did you know you were going to stay that long? Honestly, I, I I look back on it now and I had no idea. Neither, like, not my parents, not I, not anyone knew what uh, the original plan was. Uh, we did think that it was going to be for a year, but after the first few months, I just fell in love and I begged my parents to stay. <laughs> and after hard work, working on my grades and everything, I showed to them that it was worth me staying for the rest of the ride. So I mm -hmm. stayed my three years and I, it's the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, we, uh, the reason I ask is because we often hear these accounts that, you know, people thought they were going for just a semester abroad or a year abroad and they can't help but fall in love with the place and, and end up staying longer. So that's why exactly. I was curious in uh, asking you as well. Uh, during the three years that you were there at the school, did you learn any other languages? Did you get a chance to explore and visit neighboring countries? Uh, definitely. I mean, especially in the part of Switzerland that I was in. 
Um, in Switzerland, it's divided by like Switzerland is divided by the three major areas: the German, the French, and the Italian part. And I was somewhere in between the German and Italian part, so they spoke both languages fluently there, plus the original Swiss language, which is Romansh. I did not learn that one because it's a very obscure language, but uh-huh. German and Italian, I was lucky to study and learn a bit of. I'm not fluent, but I can get by. And neighboring countries, yeah, we visited them all the time before and during COVID. Like we had opportunities to go to Austria for Christmas. There was a market. I went to Germany several times. Italy is right around the corner. Liechtenstein, I know a lot of people went there. So yeah, definitely. We got to explore everything. France, I went to when I went to Geneva. Yeah. And St. Moritz is right around the corner for you guys, right? It's 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. Yeah, it's great. It's, did you uh, take it's advantage? Our big city. Did you take advantage yeah, of that of for skiing or snowboarding or? Uh... Of course, everyone did. I, it would have been a sin not to. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Um, what were your favorite activities to do on campus? Were you participating on in, campus? Yeah, in any clubs <laughs> or any sports or any any favorite activity that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, I was the, for my final year, I was considered the basketball team captain. So I played a lot of basketball during my time at Liceum. Uh, late into Liceum, there was a big uproar of chess. So a lot of people played chess, including myself. Nice. And I just tried to involve myself with the community as much as I could, whether that was organizing uh, like community weekends where I would be responsible for activities and like just helping organize events that the school would have or anything that I could really. I was also a captain of the house that I was in. So whatever the boarding staff needed help with, I would do, whether that was something simple as bringing snacks or helping organize a meeting, or as I mentioned, organizing a fun activity. Everything is part of it and I enjoyed everything. It sounds like you volunteered for a lot of things, and uh, I know that to be the case with Swiss Learning. You've participated mm-hmm. on videos for us, webinars, now the podcast. You, you're, you know, you're always going out of your way to be a good ambassador for the school. Why is generosity so important to you? To be honest, it's because the school gave me so much that I feel like I have a responsibility to give back. I have no intentions other than to promote the school in a positive way because I want others to experience exactly what I did because, oh my God, it's amazing. So that's where I, I wouldn't use the word generosity, but I do enjoy giving back to the community that gave me so much. That's really nice to hear. Uh, ben, you touched on something that a lot of families often ask us about, which is what makes these schools so special. Why do you think Swiss boarding schools have such an incredible reputation? I mean, first and foremost, it's the academic level that they have. I mean, that goes without saying, especially when I compared it to my school that I was at here, which was a good, which is a good school. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just compare the opportunities that I got because of going to a Swiss boarding school. And like, I just couldn't have never fathomed or I could have never imagined like the opportunities that I actually got because of the school that I was in. But the one thing that made it way, like the one thing that made it particularly special for me, especially at the school I was at was the community of people that I was in. Because a lot of people don't realize that, or a lot of people, when they first go, they're scared of how others are going to treat them. Mm-hmm. But you have to put yourself, but you have to think, you know, let's say that 
in that particular year, your grade is going to receive 25 new students, which was give or take the case for me. That's 25 other people with the exact same feeling as you. They don't know anybody. They're going to a new environment and all they want to do is make friends or be part of a social group or get to know people or be social or whatever the case may be. So that's a, I experienced that fear to a certain extent, but it went away really quickly when I realized that. Yeah, so, and yeah. I think most people don't realize that because of the schedule of a boarding school where you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, study time, excursions, activities, everything together 24-7, the friendships develop a lot faster than they would in, in other environments. <laughs> Was that definitely. your, your, your experience? Like yeah, definitely. It's almost like you form a family. That's what I felt like. I definitely consider... A lot of my friends' brothers, uh, and yeah, it, especially, and also with certain uh, members of like staff. Also, you form like they tend to be mentors, and well, you appreciate that, and you try to show that to them. So yeah, definitely, the community in every in every way that you can imagine is great and makes it really really special. Absolutely. Did you do any? Um, other additional volunteer work or humanitarian trips during your time at the mm. school? Um, the one, the main one I can recall is there was a there was like a big rainstorm somewhere in the Engadine up in the mountains, mm -hmm. and a bunch of trees fell down, and that wasn't good for the ecosystem because they would rot and it would loot the area, and it was going to be a huge problem. And since it was since it was up in the mountains, it was very expensive to get uh, like the big uh, picking truck or like tractors or whatever up there. So they needed manpower. So basically we, the entire school took turns per class every day, going up and literally picking up like dead trees <laughs> for like a week. And funny enough, we were so efficient at doing that, that we were like a week ahead of schedule to the point where like half of the school didn't even have to do it because there was nothing else to pick up. And wow. I remember doing that and it being a pretty fun idea, but uh, unfortunately, uh, voluntary and humanitarian work, I couldn't do that much, even though the school did offer a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I sadly wasn't, I was participating in other ventures, but not sadly, not too much in humanitarian work. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you're, you're about to head to university now how helpful is the school in this process were you pretty much on your own or was guidance and mentoring available to you definitely not alone uh the school has a, a college counselor that is chasing you any and everywhere you have to see her you she will track you down if you do not uh look for her yourself <laughs> uh, no nah, in, in all That's honesty yes they were very yeah they were very helpful uh recommendation letters people who you asked were very happy to write them. If you needed to get extra help, whether that was for something on your CV and they could sign you up for something or whatever else you might've needed to maybe try to get that edge on the other people trying to apply to the same university as you, the school was definitely there. And also the college counselor, she, she doesn't get enough credit. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's nice that you mention it. What university are you going to? Do you know where you're headed yet? Yes, I'm going to Babson College in Boston, Massachusetts. And what degree are you going to pursue? It's a business school, so I'm going to try to get a bachelor in business. 
Very nice. I wanted to ask you, what is the hardest school rule to abide to? My first year, I was a 16-year-old. Like, that's still a kid, but like, you're, I mean, you're smart enough to make your own decisions, but still, like, we had a very strict study schedule. We were expected to make our beds every day, expected to show up to 7 a.m. breakfast. We were late to class. We had punishments. And I mean, I got used to that my first year. And then the second year I went to the older boys house and the rules drastically changed. Everything was more flexible and they had more trust in you that you would follow your own schedule. You would be in charge of your uh, study time or whatever extra work you had to put in. And that's because you just, you're older. And I mean, they have that, they want you to know that you have more responsibilities for yourself, but no, definitely younger kids have less freedom if you want to call it that mm -hmm. but it's also not it's not bad and at it's that point like it, it's, it's definitely not right at, at that point when you're older and you're given a little bit more freedom are there still consequences if you don't live up to the expectations or study time or any of the oh 100 of course yeah of mm -hmm. course like we still have our study time it's not in a classroom supervised for the entire time as it once was when you were younger mm -hmm. but like they still check in your room if you're working and i mean if you're falling back on grades then yes maybe certain things need to take place for you to improve whether that is actually having a supervised study time or having extra classes or extra hours and it doesn't only apply with study uh rules also with like disciplinary rules like it applies that's the same for everyone you just can't there's no age doesn't isn't taken into account if you misbehave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you're getting ready to graduate and leave Suots, what do you think you're going to miss the most about the school? The fact that I, when I woke up every day, I had whatever I needed, I had someone that I could count on for that. Whether that was academic, as a friend, or for sports or anything, I had everything in my arsenal with people around me to help me do whatever I wanted to do on that particular day. Uh, ben, any final words of wisdom, any advice you'd like to share with students who are undecided about leaving their home countries behind in order to go to Switzerland? Personally, it was the best decision I ever made in my life. So, I, you can always go back, but you can't take, but you can always go back, but you can't, take back the time that you could have had if you did go. Ben, thank you so much for sharing your experience. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast today. No, thank you. The pleasure was all mine. If any of our listeners have any questions about anything they heard on the podcast today, feel free to email me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thank you and until next time. Mm -hmm.